We're on Yevamos Tzad Yiches Amen Beis 98b as we begin a new Mishnah. Interesting Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows Chamesh Nashim Shinis Arbu Vladusayim. So there are five women who have children and their children get mixed up in the hospital. So you don't know who exactly is which uh, child, right? So uh, besides for the fact that you don't know who the mother is, we have uh, also other halachic things to uh, be concerned about. So for example, if they get older, so all five get married and all five die. So they, all five husbands, they die without uh, children. And we know that each of these five women, they also had other sons and we know who those sons are. We just don't know when it comes to these five that got mixed up who their mother is. So the question is, we know they all have one brother, we just don't know who the brother is. So how do you deal with the situation? Because there there should be chalitza or yivam done, we just don't know who the brother is for each one. So what do you do? So suggest the mission as follows. Uh, so let's say we take uh, couple number one. If we take couple number one, so then you have four uh, of the, uh, you know, let's say you have five brothers, right? They're not brothers with each other, but they, one of them is a brother to, to, one of the couple, to one of the husbands. We just don't know which one. So you take these five brothers. Again, not that they're brothers to each other, but these, they're, they're all separate uh, children from a mother. So four of them do chalitza to let's say the first couple, to the to the wife, the sister-in-law of the first couple. This way, four do chalitza, so then the fifth one, uh, now that chalitza was done, so now the fifth one has the possibility of doing yibam. Because let's say she her, her brother-in-law was really one of the first four, so then chalitza was done, so now she's allowed to marry whoever she wants. Until chalitza is done, so then she cannot marry whoever she wants. She has to do chalitza or yibam. But once the first four, they do chalitza. So now the fifth, the fifth one uh, could either do yibam, because maybe that's the right brother-in-law. So either he's doing yibam, or even if he's not doing yibam, but they're getting married, and she's allowed to marry somebody. Because let's say if one of the other brothers was the actual brother-in-law, so then uh, she's, she already did chalitza. So either it's actually yibam, or uh, it's just getting married, because chalitza was already done. So that's what, that's what you do with couple number one. With regards to couple number two... Uh, so then you make sure that the one who already did Yibam, he then does Chalitza to, to the, uh, to the sister-in-law of couple number two. So he does Chalitza. We don't want him to do Yibam. The Gemara will explain why can't he do Yibam to all five, but the one who did Yibam to number one does Chalitza. Three other brothers, or three other people here that are brothers, they also do Chalitza. And then you have somebody else who does Yibam. And then you do that for the third, the fourth, and the fifth. So in the end of the day, what you have is for all five, so that you have Yibam taking place. We don't know if actually Yibam took place. The mitzvah of Yibam, we don't know. We don't know if there was uh, if that was that was accurate uh, because you're taking a chance. But the point is that for each woman, uh, the chalitz is done from four of the brothers, and then Yibam is done with the fifth one. And each time you have a different brother who does Yibam, we know in the so we know in the end day that we don't know if yibum actually took place. They're either married or just a regular marriage, or yibum actually did take place. We don't know, 
Uh, but we're taking a chance here, and we, we hope that Yibam, at some point in time, Yibam did take place. Okay, uh, and that's the case of these five sisters-in-law, uh, right? These are all separate couples, and they're not related to each other in any way, but you have these five children who got mixed up, so that's how you deal with it. So the Gemara says, uh, first of all, the reason why you need to have for each of these women, you need to have chalitza done by four brothers first. The reason for that is that you can't do yibam first because maybe this yibam is not really yibam. And what's taking place here is that you're marrying somebody who is not your brother-in-law. Well, that you're not allowed to do because you first have to do yibam or chalitza because you have that zika, you have that connection. And so therefore we say, do chalitza first with the first four. This way, when it comes to the fifth, either you're actually doing yibam, or even if it's not yibam, you already had chalitza done, and then that's fine. So the Gemara asks the question, a very important question, with important uh, conceptual and even practical ramifications. The Gemara says, Mayhu so we say Dilma Misrami Lady Day. Dilma Misrami Lady Day. The Gemara asks, um, why don't we have instead of having each person do each of these five uh, people do Yibam to one? Why do, instead of doing that, why don't we just have one person? We're going to have one person who's designated, and he'll do Yibam to all five women. And we'll know for sure, we'll know at least for sure that he did Yibam to one of them. One of them is his actual sister-in-law. The other ones he's just marrying, meaning the other four people involved, they'll do Chalitza to all five women. First, they'll do Chalitza to all five women. Now this one, this the last one, in terms of the mix-up, the last one, we know that he has one sister-in-law that's, that's, uh, that's actually his sister-in-law. So he'll fulfill Yibam at least once. And with regards to the other four, he, we know for sure he won't fulfill Yibam, but at least uh, it'll be viewed as a regular marriage. So why don't we do that? So the Gemara says, no. What we prefer in this case is that uh, there's a chance that all five, it, there's a chance that nobody's doing Yibam. But there's also a chance that all five women are actually doing Yibam. So this is a very interesting question, conceptual question. What's better? Again, we have Yibam and Chalitza here. Both of them are, are mitzvos in the Torah. It just it could be that uh, yibum is a is a greater preference. So we're not discussing fulfilling a mitzvah versus not fulfilling a mitzvah, which is important to note. But we are discussing uh, what what would we do in a situation where there's a preference to do yibum as opposed to doing chalitza. There's a preference to do one over the other. What do we prefer to do? Do we prefer that uh, one mitzvah or one preference for sure takes place, even though we know that the, for the other four nothing will happen? That was what the Gemara suggested, but the Gemara concluded that no, what we prefer actually is that even if we don't know if there's any preference which actually takes place, it's possible that for all five brothers, when they all uh, do Yibam to one of the sisters-in-law, it's possible that nothing took place in terms of the mitzvah of Yibam. They're just getting married. But it's also possible that a mitzvah is for sure taking place for all five. Not for sure, but there's a possibility that mitzvah, the mitzvah will take place with all five. There is such a possibility. And that is, in fact, what the Gemara prefers. The Gemara prefers that we take that chance to at least uh, take a chance that all five are performing the mitzvah of Yibam, as opposed to saying, you know what? With certainty, one of them is doing the mitzvah of Yibam, uh, and we know that uh, no, no other mitzvah of Yibam is taking place. So that's an, that's an interesting conceptual question. Um, 
I heard that uh, a similar question could come up. Pesach is coming up with regards to, uh, this is discussed with regards to matzah. We know that you have to have a certain amount of matzah on the night of the Seder. You have to have an olive's worth of matzah. Um, and so let's say you have two people who are at the Seder together. Uh, so let's say uh, there's only one kezayis. There's only one olive's worth of matzah. How do you divide it up? Do you have it that each one has a half of the olive's worth and that might fulfill part of the mitzvah? That itself was a discussion. Or do you say that? No, one person should certainly fulfill the mitzvah. The other person should not fulfill the mitzvah. What do we say in that case? Uh, so that might impact, be impacted by our Gemara. However, it is also important to note the following. This is a very important point by the Arach Laner. The Arach Laner is one of the commentators on the Gemara. And he says as follows. He says that the option of having one person do Yibam to all five does not exist. He says, and this is why the mission specifically gave a case of five women. You didn't have to give a case of where you had five uh, children who got mixed up. We don't know who their mother is. We don't know who their brother is. Uh, no, that's not, that's not the case. Uh, the case is specifically five women. Why five women? He says, because one person cannot do Yibam to five women. That's a Gemara that we had earlier. It's too many women to do Yibam to because then you're not going to be able to fulfill your obligations as a husband to all five, specifically in the context of Ona, of your, uh, in terms of sexual relations and your obligations to each one. So you won't be able to fulfill that. So he can only do Yibam really to four, to four out of the five. Therefore, says the Erech Laner, you can never have a situation. The Gemara never suggested that you do Yibam to all five. The Gemara suggested that one person should do Yibam to four, and then another brother or another, you know, another one of these brothers should do Yibam to the fifth. In that scenario, then, we will never have, with certainty, Yibam being performed. Because the most you could do is have one person do Yibam to four. Maybe Yibam is taking place. Maybe it's just a regular marriage. Because it could be that his actual sister-in-law is that fifth, is the fifth woman. Uh, and he didn't marry her. So, so you'll never have with certainty. So the Arach Laner says that really if we know with certainty, really our case is different because we don't know with certainty. It's impossible to know with certainty that you're fulfilling the mitzvah of Yibam. But let's say there was only two women in the Mishnah. Let's say it was just a case of where two children got mixed up. So then the truth is the law would be different, which is a very important point. The law would be different. And we would actually say better that one of the brothers does Yibam to both. He'll fulfill for sure the mitzvah of Yibam with one. The other one, it'll just be a regular marriage. That's better than taking a chance and having each brother do Yibam with one of them because maybe it gets mixed up and he's not doing Yibam, the actual mitzvah of Yibam with either of them. Nothing's taking place. So we prefer actually that Yibam does take place with one definitively. It's just that in this case, there are five women, so we wouldn't know with certainty. That's a very important uh, discussion. Taner let's let's continue on with the Gemara here. We have the following price. So what happens if you have the following case? Some of them are brothers. Some of them aren't brothers. The brothers do chalitza. The ones who aren't brothers could do yibam. What exactly is this talking about? What, 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 my ka'amar. The Gemara even asks. It's very vague. So we have the following statement. This is what it means. Amar of Safra, hachi ka'amar. Miksasen achem min ha'av. Miksasen achem min ha'eim. So achen min ha'eim cholzen. So the case is where some of the brothers are brothers from the father's side um, to, some of the, to some of the people that got mixed up. But it's also a scenario where 
those brothers who are brothers from the father's side, and the mitzvah of Yibam is only if you're brothers from the father's side, they happen to also be brothers with others from the mother's side. Okay? And if you're brothers from the mother's side, so then you cannot do Yibam. There is no mitzvah of Yibam. In fact, it's a prohibition of marrying your brother's wife from the mother's side. So those who are brothers from the father's side with some, but also, and they don't know which ones, right? Everybody got mixed up. And brothers from the mother's side, all those people have to do chalitza. If you're only, if you're one of those people who's only brothers from the father's side, after everybody does chalitza, you could then go ahead and do yibam. Next statement: and kohanim and kohanim, kohanim and kohanim yabmin. Let's say some of the uh, those brothers again. This is there's five people who got mixed up, so we don't know who their brother is exactly. But some of them are kohanim, some of them aren't kohanim. So those who are kohanim, they have to do chalitza. They can't do yibam. Why? Because you can only do yibam if the other brothers go ahead and do chalitza first. If, if the other brothers do chalitza first, there's a good chance that um, that they did actually, that it was a, a fulfillment of chalitza. And a kohen is not allowed, there's a rabbinic prohibition for a kohen to marry a woman who did chalitza. Right? If they did, if there was gittin, if they actually got divorced, a woman who got divorced, that's a biblical prohibition for the kohen to marry her. But if it's chalitza, so then there's a rabbinic prohibition. So therefore the kohen, if, if there are kohanim involved, they have to do chalitza. They cannot do yibam. And those who are not kohanim, those are the ones who could end up doing yibam. The last case is and kohanim, achim If you have a case where some of the brothers are kohanim, the other brothers in this whole scenario where everybody gets mixed up are brothers from the father, but they're also, for some of them, they're brothers from the mother. In that scenario, everybody has to do chalitza. Everybody has to do chalitza. The brothers who are also potentially brothers from the mother, uh, they have to do chalitza because they can't do yibam, as we discussed earlier. They can't do yibam because uh, their brother-in-law, they can, their sister-in-law might be only the maternal sister-in-law. Uh, and the kohanim can't do yibam either because if you already did chalitza, there's a prohibition for them to go ahead and do yibam. So everybody in that scenario would have to do chalitza. So just one last point, the Ramban, Nachmanides, one of the classic commentators, he points out that we see from here that even though this is only questionable, the Kohen can't marry, can't do Yibam in this case, because maybe the Chalitza that took place earlier was actually Chalitza. Now, it might not have been the Chalitza, because it might not have been the actual brother-in-law-sister-in-law relationship. We don't know who's the, who's the real, could the real uh, brother-in-law stand up? We don't know who the real brother-in-law is in this case. So they're doing chalitza, but maybe it wasn't actually chalitza. So this is really not a case of where the woman who did chalitza with certainty. It's a case of suffolk chalutz, that it's questionable whether or not she did chalitza. And yet even so, there's a prohibition for the Kohen to marry her, to do even with her, which is an interesting point because chalitza itself is only a rabbinic prohibition. In general, we say when there's a rabbinic prohibition, when it's a questionable situation, whether you violate a rabbinic prohibition, we are usually more lenient. We say, no, you could do it because it's a, it's a suffix. It's, it's questionable if there's even a rabbinic prohibition here. So the Ramban says, we see this is an exception to the rule because this is a rabbinic prohibition. We don't even know if she if she's actually did a chalitza because we don't know if the brother-in-law who did it was actually the brother-in-law. And yet we see that there's a prohibition for the Kohen to marry her. So this is a case where even though it's a rabbinic prohibition and we don't even know if there's a prohibition here, we still will be stringent in this case to say the Kohen will not, should not marry her. Happens to be that there's, uh, the Arach Lener, going back to that commentator, he, he says, well, this is a little different because this is not like this is a 50-50. Four out of the five, the one who's the Yibam is the fifth, is the fifth brother, or potential brother. We don't know who the real brother is. 
But four out of the five do chalitza, we're talking about an 80% chance. This is not a 50-50 chance. There's an 80% chance here that chalitza actually did take place. And so you cannot necessarily bring your proof. There's a very high likelihood uh, that she really is did do chalitza, and that's why the Kohen uh, shouldn't do yibum with her. Uh, because even though it's a rabbinic prohibition, we don't say this is a regular 50-50. We're not sure if you're, do, you're violating rabbinic prohibition here. There's probably a high likelihood, an 80% chance, uh, that you are, that the Kohen is violating rabbinic prohibition. And in that case, we'll say that the Kohen should, in fact, um, refrain from attempting to do Yibam here because there's a good chance that he's violating a rabbinic prohibition. Okay, very interesting Mishnah. Lots of interesting conceptual analysis here. And we will continue with the Gemara in the next recording.